You're listening to the Magic Our Way podcast with Kevin, Danny, Eli, and Lee. Oh, I love the way their foul little minds work. <laughs> Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. The Magic Our Way podcast. They are truly magical and whatnot. Sante Sana, everyone. You are listening to the Magic Our Way podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are artistic buffs talking about Disney stuff. And this is the show in which every opinion is welcome. MagicRway.com is where you can find us for this show. We present another Did You Notice Hollywood Studios. And look, this isn't your typical polished, practiced, pixie dust and Disney podcast. No, sir. We are not in the parks every day trying to tell you the best time to ride the Tomorrowland Transit Authority during the holidays. That's right. We're here to do a little dance, make a little love, and talk Disney tonight. Ooh, so if you don't like that, you got to sip on it anyway, because it's just that day good. Wiggy wiggy. My name is Kevin. I'm Danny. I'm your baby, Marvel Bad Eli. And Lee here. And uh, hey, if you want to know it all, I'm the one to call, not Saul. So guys, enough of our jibber jabber. Let's go discuss some things you might not have noticed. And here we are in the hub, and this is our main topic segment of the show. And as I mentioned at the very beginning, we are continuing our Did You Notice series of shows. All right, Lee, and so which part of Hollywood Studios are we talking about today? All right, so if you remember last show, we were in Toy Story Land. We're kind of going out of that area, entering into the uh, end of Hollywood Boulevard. So the kind of the center stage area. You got uh, Brown Derby. You got Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway inside the Chinese Theater. You got uh, animation courtyard, that whole area. It's uh, at the end of Hollywood Boulevard. So we're going to go through that little middle area. And then on the next show, we're going to head down Sunset Boulevard and end this thing out with a bang. Bang, 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 bang. bang. We're going to focus on this little center area and uh, knock out all that stuff. And then we'll have one more show to do for this series. All right. Let it have it. Bang. All right. Fun, fun, fun. So, yeah, so if you remember the last show, we finished up Toy Story Land, and now we're going to head over to Walt Disney Presents One Man's Dream. Oh, good place. From the the trip report. Yes, this is right as y'all exited. This is where we would have ambushed you. Yes. That's right. Absolutely. Big area. And what's interesting is, like, that was just kind of an afterthought. We were just kind of hanging out. We're like, well, you guys want to do us? Go check out One Man's Dream. All right. You want to wait around for the moose that all? Yeah, really talk like that when we're not around. Uh, yeah. I don't mean. I don't know if it was an afterthought. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was definitely something I was planning a hit. Either way, it was like one of those things that maybe you don't always want to. Uh, it's not on your top priority if you're if you're in Hollywood studios. It's not one of those action packed uh, attractions, but it is for me. <laughs> it's it's a cool feature, man. Dave, the relaxation that. specialist, gave it nine out of ten stars. I know who did. <laughs> Dave, the relaxation specialist. <laughs> nine out of ten stars you remember the last show we did last nine week out of ten stars uh, yes it was the show that released uh, chilled out if not for having to walk through the pre-show area it would have gotten a 10 out of 10 <laughs> 
They should have wheeled him in there. Yeah, that's it. So, all right. Well, and here you're going to find out um, about Walt Disney and his uh, his dream of uh, the theme parks and all this kind of stuff. So there is uh, this attraction actually originally opened up to commemorate the 100th anniversary of Walt's birth and to showcase his life story from small town America to Hollywood. Thank God, because I thought it was that dream where he went to school naked. Don't you all have that dream? <laughs> they should build a theater for that, right? Uh, one man's, many men's nightmares. Many men's nightmares. <laughs> Every woman's dream. <laughs> no, 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 no bueno, no, no bueno. bueno, no, no bueno. Okay, well, Did tell you... us about the good dream. Okay, the good dream, the happy dream. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, the, the good dream that Walt Disney had. And, uh, you know, this, again, it showcases his life from small-town America to Hollywood. And mm. after you tour the gallery, there is a uh, a screening of Walt Disney One Man's Dream. It's a 15-minute documentary that showcases the life and times of the visionary creator. It features rare auto recordings, historical footage, uh, rarely seen home movies, all of this other stuff um, that shows how Walt turned his dreams into a reality. It's a great little thing, man. I, I, I love that's that's for me. That's a must do, you know. And, and so when I'm still hung up on this, because like one day we're gonna do a show, defining Lee's must dos, which it sounds he makes it sound like it has to be an action packed thing versus you know. <laughs> so we're we're gonna we'll have that discussion one day to see if you know just because it's not action packed, it doesn't make it a must do. Maybe you do like the hardcore Disney fans must dos. Yeah, there you go. Like, yeah, because that, that would easily be Carousel Progress and Walt Disney One Man Dream yeah. and, you know, Tiki Birds, obviously. So maybe that. Uh, I could live with that. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I was going to ask, uh, since you two gentlemen actually went to, was there a certain part, uh, was there a favorite scene that you guys liked while you were in there viewing the theatrical release of this man's dream? You had a favorite part? I just like the whole thing. I, yeah. Anytime I'm, Walt talks, for me, it's, it's, it's a happy time. I, I enjoy the pre-show area greatly where you walk through and you see all the models of the different areas of, of theme parks that they've built, even overseas and whatnot. Yeah. Those are cool. I wish I had that in my backyard or oh, yeah. in my that house. That would be awesome. I do love seeing those things. I mean, I've seen bigger documentaries on Walt. I mean, <laughs> much, much longer than 15 minutes. <laughs> There's a whole lot of Walt that goes beyond 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, for someone like me that is kind of not necessarily a history buff that kind of came to Disney late. This is a great show to just kind of soak up what it uh, Walt Disney was and what he stood for and how he basically got this theme park that we all enjoy today. I mean, it's it's anything like that that's kind of historic and tells me, you know, that I'm trying to I'm I'm having a hard time putting it into words because it's kind of it's kind of overwhelming, but it's like there what if Walt Disney didn't have this dream and you know now you see all it's all come to fruition and it's it's worldwide and it's just bigger than life and you know it all started you know with him yeah. moving to california with a suitcase and you know whatever money he had in his pocket and, and a dream now we are here now look, it does mean something to leak uh kevin it does it does he sounds moved as he's talking about it. he's so choked up he's had a loss for words i know that's awesome yeah. you could cry you could shed a tear it's all right do oh, it all man, the time no. <laughs> it make you smile nothing wrong with smiling makes me happy <laughs> did you notice you're smiling right now did you, did you notice did you notice? <laughs> so if i remember correctly Lee, you while i was doing my thing outside of, of this attraction you were looking for That's a very nice way uh, of saying you were taking the show. it is beautiful yes, <laughs> yes. that uh, was action packed so uh you were <laughs> looking for specific things that's a must do for kevin <laughs> it is a must do i have to, have to do <laughs> yeah, nature must calls. do for all of us really yes, yes. 
Kevin. Lee, but you were looking for specific things up in there, yes? Yeah, there's two major things that you want to look for um, and for these little details. Number one, uh, there is Walt's second grade desk on display here. And you'll notice that it has the initials WD carved into it. Of course, Walt Disney. And this is his actual desk from elementary school. So don't know, like, uh, not going to see. It's interesting, but uh, I don't know. Maybe Walt was a little troublemaker back then, carving his initials into stuff. I don't know. But you can see the actual desk here. So that's a pretty cool artifact um, to check out. Wow, that bored. playful scamp him. Yeah. Back before he was wed, he was we. <laughs> he was Win Dixie. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. With WD, that's what I'm thinking. With Dixie. Yeah, with no, Dixie. he probably was bored. He's probably they probably were just showing him like some crazy history and he was like, I could do better than that. He was a boy. And he was out there dreaming and sh- sh- like, come on, we've all done that. Little oh, sketch my, or something yeah. like that. My school notebooks were just filled with drawings. Absolutely. I think it was a, it was it was initial uh carving in his girlfriend. Like it was like Walt and Disney. I mean Walt and Diane or something. Oh, oh. Oh, really? Wait a minute. Is that true? Are you saying that? No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> you know how it works you get been. the w and then plus d with the heart in it that's how they used to do it maybe he uh, really liked uh whatever her d was. was like I just diane's his daughter know. this is getting pervy lillian oh, was his wife yeah. <laughs> but this is when he was in second grade and maybe so that's why he named his yet. daughter after diane because of that girl that got away when he oh there you go, there you go. the second Ooh. grade elementary he, he See, we and she's like oh my god you did face school property and it's like, oh, I'll always remember that woman. Yeah. Oh, Lillian, I love you. <laughs> oh, we're having a baby. What is it? A girl. Oh, let's name it Diane. Damn. Why? Just trust me. <laughs> it Don't makes sense. Don't ask questions. I'm a visionary. Trust me. Now, there's also a clock you'll find here that doesn't run. It's stopped at 930. And I'm sure you guys know what that is. But just in case, is there uh, any guesses as to why that clock is stopped at 930? Because that one time he woke up in the morning uh, after he had his dream of making Disney World. <laughs> oh, that was his ADR that time. Actually, the exact <laughs> opposite. <laughs> this is uh, when the day died. died. Yeah. 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 Right. Just try to At be 9 30 positive. At 9.30 a.m. on December 15th, 1966. Yeah. Did you find that? So you found the clock, Lee? There is a clock I found. But it wasn't stopped at 9.30. And I was trying to find a cast member to clarify it or see if there was another clock in there. But So I don't know if maybe a cast member or someone has changed the clock or something happened. But there should be it should be set at 9.30. So, so you were just walking all over looking for clocks, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the so clock, if you're there, yeah. look for the clock that's set at 9.30. When that clock tower hits 9.30, lightning's going to strike it. <laughs> I'm sure there's like some cast member that was thought he was doing a good job by putting some. Oh, look, this clock isn't working. Let me put some batteries in it. Oh yeah, that's when he came back, thing. right? He said yeah. to the actual time, his boss came. I said, "Dude, you don't know where you are, do you? Clean You're out fired. your locker. You gone? Yes, sir. Go ahead. So that's cool, though. I mean, that's a nice tribute uh, in, yes. in general to you know the founder of such a lovely place. No doubt. Kind of creepy. Sorry, a little bit, but I mean, you know, you know. He got his desk with the. That is it. So. Danny mentioned some of the models. Kirk wanted me to mention that you, there's a model for the Tower of Four Winds. This Rolly, was yeah. in place at the uh, 1964 World's Fair and was located outside of uh, Small World at the World's Fair. In which we learned when we interviewed Rolly Crump that they chopped it up and threw it in the water. Yep. The bottom of the ocean. Yep. Bummer. Terrible. Sleeping with the fishes. Yep. It always goes back to the mafia <laughs> show, yeah. doesn't it? Where's what 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 the clock go? tower? Sleeping with Nemo. <laughs> Marlon's got it. <laughs> Dory would have it, but she can't remember where she put it. 
Uh, <laughs> Dory two stripes. Dory two stripes. <laughs> Karen, where's the tower? <laughs> I don't know what to do. They would have never found it. What are you? They were coming for the tower, Henry. <laughs> so as we exit the uh, one man's dream, we're going to be in the center here, uh, where the Chinese theater is, mm-hmm. uh, which of course is home now to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Yes, you uh, can yeah. be the great movie ride. But the actual Chinese theater itself is designed after the Grauman Theater in Los Angeles, which, of course, had many uh, famous movies had uh, appeared there and, and things like that. So it's a very famous theater in Los Angeles, of yes. course. A lot yeah. of world premieres and whatnot. Yeah. 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 This is what I found interesting, and this is something that I did not know before. But, of course, we know that uh, the Hollywood Studios version was built using blueprints from the original theater. But... This is something I didn't know. Uh, years later, a fire broke out at the California Theater, damaged the original theater, and all the original blueprints were lost. So since Disney had a copy, the uh, Guamans asked Disney for a copy of the blueprints so they could restore the theater. So luckily, we had this theater built, and we had to use those blueprints, or else they wouldn't have been able to rebuild the original theater after the fire. Well, good. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> they will let them use the name Grauman <laughs> in the name of the uh, Chinese theater now. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that would have been my stipulation. Is it was that the negotiation for removing the sorcerer's hat? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, you want these blueprints? Um, you yeah. made us cover this uh, theater with the hat. Oh, uh, well, what do you say we make this deal? Huh? Nah, you ain't so mad about uh, the know. fact that we built a carbon copy of your little theater. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Can we remove the hat now? I think we can. It sounds like to me we can. So was there some drama there? I didn't know this. Was there like some? Some issue with us with Disney creating this theater? Was oh, it yeah. Not? I'm yeah, sure there was. was. Yeah, there's a reason they never referred to it as Grauman's Chinese Theater. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember exactly what the. Uh, it was a whole to do, but, you know, they didn't want it to be represented. So that's part of the reason why the Sorcerer Hat came into play. Uh, so it wasn't like the main focal point. The hat was a focal point. There was a, there was a whole to do back, I guess, oh, in the wow. 90s and stuff. Ego, man. Uh, 90s, a- early. 2000 but i think it was like whenever the hat went up it was was a result of all that well that's the rumor at least yeah at least yeah. the rumor yeah yeah didn't know that yeah i mentioned this before but like i never knew the studios without the hat i'd always like the first time i went the hat was there so i never knew that it didn't exist uh before so yeah. oh yeah yeah that, you know, that was the exact opposite yeah Man, like that, it nicer now without it though <laughs> yeah that was that was a toxic conversation at one point in time mm-hmm. i remember we were there when they were just de- deconstructing it and i had pictures of the hat half taken apart now i didn't know this but the you know we talk a lot about force perspective but the theater is built to scale um no force perspective here so it's exactly to scale to the original theater oh cool that works now here's something i didn't know either the original theater in in california they had to get special authorization from the u.s government to import all these uh chinese uh artifacts the temple bells and pagodas and the uh the food dogs and all this other stuff from china they had to get you know permission to put this stuff there they couldn't just be like hey we're bringing this stuff in from china they had to negotiate with the actual u.s government to get that to the theater really i wonder why that is i wonder if it's like taxes i don't know i mean this was back a long time ago too so you know we probably didn't have the best relations with china back then so import tax maybe there's that yeah there's import tax is the fact that you don't want your culture misrepresented you know by western culture i'm I'm sure we don't want to sneak in spies yeah oh that's right it'd be like a trojan horse a Trojan right. dog. Totally get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
That's where we break out the Foo Fighters. Oh, yeah, right? Dave Grohl's hiding in the thing. That's right. Busted out. <laughs> little Everlog. Love it. That's interesting. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was why soon thereafter they made Mulan. Yeah, take that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Let it go. That? Yeah, making us go ahead and pour. Yeah, all right. Well, we'll see how you like it when we cast Donny Osmond. <laughs> <laughs> Chinese warrior. <laughs> what do you think about that? Take that, China. Yeah, take that, sunshine. Yeah. Heat it up. Now, one of the cool things to check out here is, of course, all the footprints and the signatures that are are in the cement. Um, There's a lot of different ones, but these are some of the ones that I thought were more interesting. First of all, I think this is crazy. I wouldn't believe it if you didn't know this, but Charlton Heston's signature. Okay, If you look at it, the L is missing. So it actually says Charlton Heston. Um, And the story goes (laughs) uh, that while he was signing it, uh, someone distracted uh, him. He looked up briefly, and then when he finished his signature, he forgot the L. So it's now Charlton Heston instead of Charlton Heston. Oh, oh man. Wow. That's his brother. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he was getting up there in age, and probably a little dementia was setting. <laughs> <laughs> that man had something to do with it. Charlton Heston. <laughs> you guys remember The Rocketeer? Yeah. Yeah, that was Rocketeer. a cool movie. I like that. It had yeah. 007 in it. He nope. was a bad guy. And the, uh, there's one little cool detail here is uh, they've got the footprints, but they've also got the blast marks from the rocket pack behind his feet. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that's part of the uh, the cement fixture there. I don't think I ever noticed that. Yeah. I never noticed that. It's a cool little detail. It, it makes sense. You know, it's like just a little added on thing there. Uh. Um, and then in the original film, The Rocketeer, uh, if you remember, he actually landed on top of the Grommet Chinese Theater uh, when he blasted off. From the forecourt. Apropos. I like it. Yeah. So a little tie in there. I was worried that he was going to get his pants set on fire when I saw the movie because he had those big baggy <laughs> pants. I yeah. was like, you know, I, I always was worried about that. But I'm glad he made it through. Well, if he twerked, maybe. He yeah. would have something to worry about. If he did some MC Hammer dance and he wouldn't and he blew be up. No, Yeah. No, that would call right on fire. He had had a burnt booty. Now, the, another signature to look for is Sally Jo Sousa. She signed this Purdy and Maisie. Disney's 101 Dalmatians. Sally was the animal trainer who worked on the live action film. So there's also uh, dog prints in the cement next to her signature. Huh. Nice. Roger Rabbit. Uh, you can imagine what his signature says. Please. Please. Yes, that's on yeah. there as well. Nice. Uh, Steve Martin has a pretty cool one. He put his hand prints, but then drew arrows to them and wrote feet. <laughs> I've seen <laughs> um, that. Yeah. Daryl Hannah is there she has her bare feet but then drew the outline of a mermaid tail which of course is a reference to her role in the film splash yeah yeah, yeah she's it was lovely that was a and great then one. uh the best one is samuel jackson where uh he signed it have a disney day mother <sighs> oh no wait a minute that's uh, it's gonna that's <laughs> not true oh uh, yeah don't ask the cast members about that one he yeah. definitely put it you know he did he had an exclamation point behind that one. that's right it's like which one of these is samuel jackson just the one that says bad mother yeah. <laughs> right there in the concrete you don't see yeah. that it's got snakes in it too yeah <laughs> and there's a snake under this mat <laughs> he's the one that's got the bible quote under this mat <laughs> you don't see the patch that's right over the cement block <laughs> i like the jim henson one though with kermit that yeah was, i do think that one yeah favorite. yeah there's a lot of great things i mean just take some time and walk around there and check them all out even Robin Williams, I believe, has one, doesn't he? It's yeah. just like Carpe Diem, something on yeah. there. Yeah, carpe absolutely. Per Diem, that's what he said. Carpe Per he Diem. Wrote carpe Per Diem. Carpe Diem yeah. being the line from yeah. 
uh, what you call it, uh, from Goodwill. Uh, Goodwill. Uh, Goodwill. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, Dead Post Society. Yes. And car- per DM being, you know, your 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 daily, daily food, pay. Yeah, pay. Yeah. That's a, that's actually a pretty good one. Now uh, inside the theater, of course, we now have Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Runaway. Great ride. This is the actually the first Disney attraction that is centered around Mickey Mouse himself. This is a attraction takes you on a chaotic journey around the runaway aboard a runaway train that travels through a carnival, twister, waterfall, big city, and factory. It uses the trackless trains system, the trackless car system. The cars split apart; they reconnect along the way. It's just a fun attraction. You guys, amazing. Of course, we that when we were there last time. But there's a lot, a lot of details, and we talked about this on the trip report. Like the greatest thing about this show is there's so many things to see, and every time you go you see something new that you didn't notice before. So there are several, several cool little hidden details and things you might not have noticed here I want to point out to you. So at the beginning, that first door we passed under, there's a sign that says 1928, which of course was the year that Mickey Mouse was created. And that's like the very beginning when you're about to go into the first room and you go through that first door. So sign up there says 1928. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Now as you head through the sewer into the city, there is a newspaper stand. And on the newspaper stand, there's the newspaper inside says, the headline says, Oswald wins. Ah, so that nice. is, of course, reference to uh, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. I didn't even notice that. See a little, cool, little newsstand, like, you know, the, the ones you put a quarter in, you pull the paper out. Yeah. Extra, extra. Read out about it. Oswald obtains freedom, gets traded <laughs> for Al Michaels. <laughs> Oswald read <all> comes home. <laughs> now, you know how you have, like, the signs that'll have, like, four posts and it'll say, like, you know, Hawaii this way or... You know, so-and-so that way. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so they've got these signs at the beginning and the end of the attractions. And one thing you'll notice is one of the destinations is Yen Sid Valley, which everybody knows is Disney spelled backwards. And mm-hmm. that's the name of the saucer in Fantasia. Yeah, the saucer. Yeah. Saucer, saucer. Saucer, yeah. Mean cup of sorcerer. coffee. Yeah. Saucerer, sorcerer. Sorcerer. While you're in the carnival scene, there's a poster that you want to see that advertises the great moving ride. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Love it. Which, yeah. of course, is a tribute to the attraction was there before the great mm-hmm. movie ride. Uh, eventually, we come across a flower shop. Uh, the name of the shop is the 1401 Flower Shop. This is in reference to the Imagineering Department, which is located at 1401 Flower Street in Glendale, California. Nice. So a lot of cool tie-ins here, man. Like, There's a ton in that again, scene. You got to look for this stuff, but it's cool once you see it. You got, they got to slow down the track. They got to slow down the train so I can absorb all this stuff. Because otherwise, it'd be it's crazy characters blowing up stuff. You know? You just got to keep riding. All right. We got to go again. We yeah, gotta, we got to go back talk, down there. Let's do it. Train slowing down for you. Mm-mm, you gotta, you gotta Hop on and get run up. over, brother. You know what? This might be a topic for another day, but would you really say that that ride is centered around? Well, I mean, Mickey and Minnie are going on a picnic. And you so know, he's that. got a good point. I mean, it was like point, a yeah. lot of it. Uh, who like, picks you up? Goofy. Right. Like, mm-hmm. who are the main characters? that they, they're also all crashes into the theater. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's a good topic to explore for it, another show. Absolutely. Like, I think that's good. Mm, yeah, yeah. Is it really Mickey's? I would agree with that. I yeah. mean, you kind of run the Mickey. I mean, do they do anything to really save you at all when you're going through all the catastrophes? Uh, uh, Minnie makes you dance. No, Daisy makes Daisy you dance. No, Daisy makes you dance. Yeah. Never mind. It's almost like they pass around to watch to see what you do. And they're like, are oh, we out of that? You know, but um, I just, when he said that was the first centric thing, I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't see it. It was awesome. Not saying it's not awesome. I just was like, no, yeah, no that's a good explanation. Yeah. It's called Mickey Minis, but you see Mickey and Minnie at the beginning and then you see him at the end. And 
everything in the middle is not really focused too much on Mickey and Minnie. Right? It's like, you know, you won't go see the Jeffersons and Archie Bunker picks you up and, you know, <laughs> make sure the elevator, you know, you go ahead and meet Bentley. You know, it's kind of like, well, wait, I thought the Jeffersons lived here. But okay, go ahead. I digress. Maybe, Maybe the that's story. Maybe the show, yeah. Maybe they're trying to say the story is centered all around Mickey, but it's yeah, centered but, around his cartoon shorts. Yeah, because, I mean, the whole get, beginning of it is that he's trying to take Minnie on the picnic. Yeah. 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 All right, so still uh, sticking around uh, this attraction in the sewer area, there's another sign uh, with the date 1901. This is the year that Walt Disney was born. You will also notice the name of the sewage plant is iWorks and UWorks Waterworks. Ah, <laughs> uh, nice. Very good. So, Ub iWorks was the Disney animator who first drew Mickey Mouse. Nice. Nice mustache he had. Also, watch for a sign advertising a fortune teller named Miss Fortunes. Ah, now Miss Fortunes is actually an attraction, was an attraction in Typhoon Lagoon. The current ride is called Miss Adventure Falls, but originally it was called Miss Fortune Falls. Yeah, you don't want that name if you go on a water slide. I, I totally yeah, understand that. Yeah, probably not a good uh, choice of words there. Miss Fortune. Oops, I, we told you what it was. It's not false advertising. Nothing like riding the Tower of Terror. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't get on that no more. <laughs> or Mission or Breakout. Summit Plummet. Yeah. Or any of that. And then the tornado scene, uh, you'll see a mailbox. And painted on that mailbox is the words, No Place Like Home. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's a tribute to Wizard of Oz, which was also in the great movie ride. And you'll find several musical instruments in the tornado, which is a throwback to the classic Mickey Mouse short named The Band Concert. That's right. So yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. And they rethemed a ride over in California Venture around that too, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Oh, really? Okay, cool. Yeah. Now, excuse my French, because I don't speak French, but I'm going to probably mispronounce this horribly. <laughs> also in the city scene, look for a sign that says Maison de Suri. Does that sound right? Yeah, that's pretty good. S-O-U-R-I-S. That is French for House of Mouse. Maison de Souris. Maison de Souris. Uh, you'll also see an advertisement for Deluxo Detergent. And the advertisement states it's safe for ink and paint. Ah, <laughs> uh, I like it. Hey, wait, what is it called again? What, what kind of detergent? Deluxo Detergent. Luxo like the lamp? or Deluxo. Uh, like, D- was it D hyphen Luxo? No, it's the one word. Deluxo. It's the Deluxo apartment in the sky. Oh, good. No, I'm just saying, like the Luxo lamp at Pixar. That's it's also another Disney. Oh, very nice. Well, it makes sense because, like, the, instead of saying the Luxo, the Luxo. There's also a sign here that reads Ret Law, R E T L A W. That is Walter spelled backwards for Walter Elias Disney. Ret Law Enterprises was founded in 1953 as a private company, solely owned by Walt Disney, to control the merchandising rights to his name. So would you say this is the first Disney attraction to have Walt's name spelled backwards, both his first and last? I don't know. Is it? That's a I, good question. If you get Elias spelled backwards, we've got the trifecta. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Is there? Is that in there? No, I don't know. We'll have to look for that because I had not noticed that. But that would be cool <laughs> if it was. And then just a few final things here. Something you might not notice in regards to the sound that you're hearing throughout the attraction. The attraction features sound effects originally created in the 1930s for Disney's animated short films. And new sound effects for the attraction, they used original equipment once employed to create those 1930 Disney shorts. It's like old Foley stuff. Yeah, to create these these sounds throughout the ride. Foley instruments. You no, like they had like the suction cups to like imitate like yeah, horses, coconut oh, hooves, and you know, oh, you you know, a like a bag of thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah a box of the, glass for things that crash. <sighs> yeah, all that kind of stuff. The wood, yeah, and, like, thunder sheet, the, and all that. Yeah. Thunder sheet. Thank you. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say aluminum wrapped on wood. 
And there's a tritone whistle from the 1928 film Steamboat Willie, which we all know is where Mickey made his uh, his debut. Yeah. So they use that same tritone whistle to record the locomotive whistle sound for Engineer Goofy's train. Oh, that's oh. cool. Original sounds. How about that? Yeah, so Danny, I, I remember when we were doing the trip report, you mentioned something about the Dapper Dan's in this, which yeah. I didn't see. There's like a tandem bicycle for four <laughs> where at the very beginning of the ride, you see the Dapper Dan's just, go just gliding along. Gliding around. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you unmistakable we need to go you back see their uh the, the <laughs> outfits it's, it's very clear a qua qua a tandem quadranda what, what, i don't a even know what that quadruplet quad quadruplet quads yeah quinjet oh, quinjet, yes. oh. <laughs> fly that <laughs> but that. yeah no that that was that's definitely in there that's a that's a nice little hidden mickey there i thought it was like the coolest thing that was the first thing i was looking for when, when, as soon as we sat down i totally forgot about it until you said it mm-hmm. like now we gotta go back yeah i mean i again like i'm Obviously, I want to go and, and find all these things and, and, and check them out, but there's stuff I'm sure that we just don't even know about that no one has noticed yet and hasn't, you know, thrown it out on the internet or whatever. But I feel like you could do probably a whole book on just the the details of this attraction. It's it's a great attraction. Well, you remember when we were sitting there and the, and waiting for the theater to explode, the cast member told us about, and, and they said this, and we knew this, that they had more hidden Mickeys in that attraction than any other attraction in oh, Disney wow. World, and just and we're kind of like, yeah, ha ha, because there's Mickey in it, and, and but then she started pointing it out just in that one area that we were in, waiting for the theater to explode, and there was just uh, like half a dozen, just and she was like, and look over there, and look over there, and look, uh, and, that's right. and boom, she was just nailing like, whoa, wow, there really is, and that was before we even the, the theater broke apart we and we walked in, so yeah, no, unbelievable. But uh, yeah, so that again, great attraction. I'm really uh, happy I got to check it out this last trip with you guys because it's it's a Beautiful. it's way better than I really understood it was going to be. All right, so next attraction here we got Voyage of the Little Mermaid. This is a stage show that highlights classic moments from the 1989 Disney animated film through the use of live actors, puppetry, special effects, and clips from the movie. Isn't that gone? It's not gone. It's just not active right now so hopefully it'll be coming back there's really not a lot of great details here but i just realized i didn't know this there was this actually before the voyage of lemon was there there was a muppet show in this location oh absolutely yeah here come the muppets yeah Yeah, i remember that yeah the the gang uh was the electric mayhem on a monorail Uh uh-huh crashed into the theater (laughs) yeah yeah that was a great thing yeah, um, I I would have really liked to check that out. You can see it online. It, it, there's still footage of it. But yeah, I mean, it's one of the I mean, everyone's like, oh, wow, that was the last thing that the Jim Henson and all the original Muppeteers worked on. If you watch that show, that's all Jim Henson, Frank Oz, Dave Coles, Richard Hunt, all the original voices of the characters uh, are used in there. So they did do two attractions. You know, I read here that uh, there's the show basically fe- featured walk around character versions of the Muppets. Uh, Rolf was there playing the piano and singing, uh, getting interrupted by Sam the Eagle. Just all the cool like Muppet stuff you would expect. Yeah, when they had to cut away to a to another Muppet in a different location, it was an actual Muppet on screen, and it was okay. them hand. It was a hand puppet. But then when they would appear on stage, then they were the full size. Oh, okay, cool. And then I guess uh, after that show closed, there was a second live Muppet show called Muppets on Location, Days of Swine and Roses. Yeah, that was back by Mama Melrose, right? Yeah, it said it was uh, right next to Muppet Vision 3D, but that area right there. Yeah, right in that area. So, so yeah, so then I never realized that there was Muppets other than the Muppet Courtyard. I never realized mm-hmm. there was Muppets in the uh, in the studios at that point. Oh, well, yeah, man, there's big plans. There's going to be a Muppet Parade, all that. 
It was a hole yeah. to do for sure. It was yeah. a big hole to do. They could really have. Could they do a whole Muppets park if the man was there? Yeah, I was going to say. At one point in time, they could have done a Muppets Land. I don't know about a whole Muppets Park, but mm-hmm. they could have easily. Then they were going to do a whole Muppets Land. I don't know about a Muppets. I mean, it, there actually was. If you if you're lucky enough to find it, Jim Henson was thinking about doing his own Muppets theme park, and oh, there's sketches yeah. of it that Jim drew. Well, I would say Jim, but at least somebody did. Yeah, somebody <laughs> in 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 connection to Jim that had nothing to do with Disney drew up their ideas for a Muppet theme park. And in the end, Jim was just like, well, why do it ourselves when Disney already does it so much better? Yeah, who would want to fight that market? Yeah, little did he know. Little did he know. Yeah, no kidding, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Voyage of Mary was pretty unique because it was it was a big Muppet show. And there was a bunch of cast members that were coordinated running around on stage. They were all dressed in black, but you couldn't tell because it was a, it was a black light show. Yeah, the black lights. So every, all the Ooh. black lights uh, were, were providing the light. There was no regular uh, ambient light or anything. And so the reason why you couldn't see the puppeteers is because they were all dressed in black. And it's a really cool thing to notice if you're lucky enough to be called on stage or if you have a friend that works a show, um, like our friend Becky, you know, my friend Becky. Yeah. yeah. She had a friend uh, that worked that show. That was one of the puppeteers. <laughs> and apparently there's one spot on stage where you could stand and not get hit by any of the people moving around. And so she, she tells the story. She's like, yeah, a friend called me up and she says, stand on this spot and do not move because things are going to be flying all around you. And she was right. Yeah, things were flying all around you. And, but if you stood in that one spot in the center of the stage, you know, you were dressed, they put you in black so you couldn't see, they couldn't see you. But if you were in that spot, um, there's one spot there that you wouldn't get slammed by any of the cast members running around with puppets. Damn. Yeah, it's, pre- it's pretty intense. But she said, yeah, she looked around and there's things around her, behind her, above her. Just all kinds of stuff happening. It's it's a high energy show for the people that perform it. If it ever comes back, I mean, now granted, yeah, we know why it closed because of COVID, and that's you know it's a theater show, and it's a it's a very small space. But if it ever gets a chance for that show to come back, it's really neat to behold it. Yeah, there's a there's a ton of cast members running around moving those Muppets all in black, which you never notice. That's one of the shows that I would catch on just because I I had to uh, admire the artistry of those performers. And the coordinated movements they had to do to make sure that they didn't run into each other themselves. Yeah, it was like yeah, uh, oh, Finding Nemo in the Musical, but in black. <laughs> yeah, in total, complete black. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, yeah, very, very, very cool attraction. Very, very cool attraction. Well, hopefully it comes back. Hopefully those they bring some cast members back to work to work it. Yeah, absolutely. I'll wear some night vision goggles to it if I see this show. If it comes back. <laughs> oh, that would be pretty killer, actually. Check that out. Just, see Just to see everybody oh, running around like that. All right. So next we got the uh, we got Star Wars Launch Bay. If you guys have never checked this out, it's an interactive walkthrough attraction based on the Star Wars franchise. Uh, it's located in what was previously the Magic of Disney Imaginations. Yeah, I missed that. Yeah, that's a good place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're a Star Wars fan, this is pretty cool, but not really. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of like it was. It's almost like a uh, a coming attraction to what would become a Galaxy edge you know there's all these little props and uh, models and you can kind of see like what they wanted to do with galaxy's edge eventually there's some of the props are recreations some are actual props uh if you want to find the actual true props from the movies there'll be uh, a little plaque there that states uh, loan courtesy of lucas films limited isn't disney now loaning it to itself i guess so yes yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Interdepartmental yeah. loan. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. It's like dapping yourself. It's, yes. uh, that's a good point. All right. So one of the cool details is uh, <laughs> the light fixtures around the area. They're all made from droid parts. So like got a little droid head with a light behind it. It's, it's a cool little detail. Yeah, it is. Now, 
as I mentioned, this uh, this is kind of like you see what they do with, with Galaxy's Edge, where they've got these lockers and uh, these little displays with things inside them. Um, like basically, you go out the uh, cantina area. You, looks like there's this pile of junk behind a cage door, but there's a lot of cool items in here that you'll recognize from various Star Wars movies, like uh, a thermal detonator, Anakin's pod racing glass uh, goggles, Luke's hollow binoculars, uh, Boba Fett's jetpack is in there. Boba Fett? <laughs> Boba, where? Boba Fett? <laughs> where? Uh, Lando Calrissian's helmet that he wore from uh, Jabba's palace. Mm. Uh, there's a head of a G2 droid in there from Star Tours. Just all kinds of little artifacts and and things like that. So that's check that, that out. That's that good, good tattoo weed merchandise. Yeah. Does, does exactly. anybody even go over there anymore now that Galaxy's Edge is open? Like, I haven't been to it since. It's been a while. I, and I, do they have the meet and greets back even? Because, you know, they're not really doing character Oh, now, so. I'm sure that would. You know what? Here. I don't even know that it's open. To be quite honest with you, Nate, you say that because I remember staking out that area to watch you guys uh, come out, and I never saw anybody going back that way. Yeah, I had. I didn't even think about going in there just because I, I don't yeah. feel like the need to since Galaxy's Edge open. Yeah, I mean, why would you, Kevin? No bother. No, no. no bother. No bother. No, bother. No, no, no. The big draw before Galaxy's Edge was the meet and greets. You know, they had the Jawas in there. You could meet Chewbacca. You could meet Kylo Ren. Well, you had stormtroopers walking around messing with you. Yeah, it's temporarily yeah, closed. Ah, yeah, temporarily closed. Oh, so sad. Oh, well, oh, if you do oh. go, if you do go in there, try to find this because I would like to know if this is still there. And uh, a real quick credit to the Disney Nerds podcast uh, for this one. I found this uh, online. One of their members had written this up, and it's a if it's if it's there, I, I want to check it out because it's like it's just uh, such a crazy little detail. So as you leave that area that we just talked about, there's a room full of models, uh, model ships, and things like that. Claudia Schiffer, so, you know. Oh, I think, <laughs> yeah, because I think it's about green chicks with tentacles or something. <laughs> no, but look for Princess Leia's uh, Corellian blockade runner. All right, so there's a model of this uh, ship, and if you look what the windows are, you know, where the bridge is for the ship, there's a Mickey and Minnie in the window. So, you know, the scene in Star Wars where Luke, uh, you know, he puts his, the, I don't know, it's not a rope, but he, he swings across the chasm with, with Princess Leia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the big famous scene of Star, Star Wars. Okay. Yeah. So you've, you've probably seen a Mickey and Minnie version of that with Mickey on the rope with Princess Leia being Minnie Mouse. So if you look at this model of this ship in the window, there's that picture of Mickey and Minnie recreating that scene with luke and leia i'll i'll give you the pictures uh kevin if you want to post them but it's one of those things like if you don't know to look for it you will never ever see it but it's such a crazy little detail to have on that model ship it's kind of like when we went to galaxy's edge and i was looking for the millennium falcon like you got to really know exactly where this is to find it Hmm. um and he's talking about the millennium falcon in the millennium falcon so if anybody's wondering like what the heck the millennium falcon (laughs) is right there it's huge pretty obvious yes yes no it's a tiny tiny little model and so this is kind of one of those same types of details it's just a small little thing in the window of that model ship of mickey and minnie in their uh, star wars costumes yeah, that's pretty so, neat. That's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking yeah. at your document. And then, by the way, if anybody's wondering what he meant by uh, Princess Leia's Corillian, would you call it again? Corillian blockade runner. Yeah, Corillian blockade runner. What he's talking about is the ship that you see at the very beginning of the very first, well, episode oh, four. Oh, where the star destroys. Yes, where the, yeah, where they're chasing after where Princess Leia. Where is. Anakin goes in and wreaks hell on those people. No, they always call, they also call it Princess Leia's Corillian Corvette. 
Yes. <laughs> Little Karelian Corvette. Yeah, that was Prince's <laughs> first title, but it was a mouthful. One thing you can do here at Star Wars Launch Bay is you can get a name tag made uh, with your name in Arabish. All right, so what Arabish? What is Arabish? That's the official Star Wars language. You see it everywhere in the movies where Bright like, Sods. Yeah, no, that's yeah. not it. It see, when you go to Galaxy's Edge, it's written on all the trash cans. Oh, like right. that crazy language. Language, language yeah. Yes. 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 I thought it was a specific alien. Yeah, it's Chef John Besh's brother. <laughs> <laughs> Air Besh and John Besh. John Tesh. The Besh boys. The yeah. Besh boys, yeah. The Besh boys are back in town. They never do no harm. <laughs> and with the boys are back. they their workers. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Moving on, let's uh, check out Disney Junior Dance Party. Oh, oh yeah! yeah. Dance party. party. My pants. My pants is hot. Yeah. Get it. Get it. Party. Dance. Uh, the, probably the, like, the most interesting thing about this attraction is that it actually used to be a restaurant. That is something I did not know. Disney Dance Junior Restaurant! Eat it up, eat it up, eat up, eat up. Odyssey, 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 Odyssey. Eat this. It was called the Soundstage Restaurant. Yes, yeah, I remember Yeah, I remember Soundstage Restaurant. Yeah. Did, you, did you go there before? I never did, but yeah. I do remember it. I might have, but it was so long ago. I, yeah. I was a kid. It was tons. There's yeah. no way I could remember for sure. So yeah, this is the uh, this was the soundstage restaurant. And when I read this out loud and when I read it online, I thought this is the strangest thing I've ever heard of. Ooh. But the restaurant was themed as a rap party, W-R-A-P, not R-A-P. Right. Rap, rap party for the movie Big Business, which starred Lily Tomlin and Bette Midler. Which is a great rap yeah. name, Big Business. I think that's a <laughs> great rap name. I thought you were going to say it was a great movie. Oh, that was not a great movie. I actually, I saw that. You saw movie. that? I, remember I, yeah, I that saw movie. that movie. Oh my! You do watch anything? <laughs> yeah, I watch anything. Yeah, that was for those who are even even care. That was essentially one of those people swap movies where someone rich and someone poor yeah. they swap places, and so they were Lily Tomlin swap places with Bette Midler. So it was like Lily Tomlin. They have like uh, I think it's like they have they twins. Yeah, yeah, and two so sets. Of, yeah, the two sets of twins, but one. Oh, two sets. Of, so you get four. You, oh, get, no, you sorry, get two yeah. Lily Tomlin's, two bets. Right. Yes, so, yes. But you pair them wow. up and you get the rich uh, Lily and the rich bet, and then poor Lily and poor, poor bet. And so they're, I, they go They together. got men involved. And it's all kind of crazy. Yeah, there's a merge and they want to buy. One wants to buy the other one's land, and then they realize. They're also, anyway, yeah. So I guess I saw that movie a long time ago. Yeah, I saw that movie. But it would be. It's a better rap name. What? <laughs> what? What? Big business. Uh, 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 big business. Bet. That's how we do it. Yeah. Big bet. Big bet. So Tiddy. That does sound like a rap label. It does. Yeah. Big business. I I don't understand how it got a whole restaurant themed after it though. Well, during that time, Bette Miller was, don't forget, not only was she, she a was popular actress, again, but yeah. she was a big, you know, she was a popular singer at that time. She, she was had, uh, like, the yeah. wind beneath Disney's wings. Yes, yeah, she know? was She was big all up in the studios back in that That's day. That's right. Even in the, uh, the, the, tra- the tour, the studio yep. tour. Yes. She had a big role that uh, played part, you know, okay. the lottery ticket. That whole movie thing oh, you can find yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, she's yeah. the main star. Yep. So from a that. distance, she did a lot. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> so yeah, she was yeah, she was big business on all back then. Lily Tomlin, yeah. I mean, of course, I mean, you know, she was still a funny comedian. I yeah, mean, back in the so day. So you gotta yeah. you gotta give her credit where credit's due, at least back then. That's historical. Did you notice yeah. that? There you go. Well, the restaurant, again, it was <laughs> themed after that movie, the rap party for that movie. And you would enter the restaurant through the back of a set, and then you would enter the films 
uh, hotel lobby. And it was set up to look like a working set. You know, there were like the, the sandbags on the ropes, soundboards all over the place, uh, this kind of stuff. The cast members were uh, dressed as caterers for the wrap party. So that's how they tied it into the restaurant, that they were catering the wrap party, the restaurant was. That's kind of cool. Wow. So was Bet and uh, Lily Tomlin at the rep, wrap party? Like, as that character? is a good question. I wonder if they were maybe for the grand opening. I don't know for sure, but... You know, this is a very, I guess, you tell me, but the very Eisner thing with these uh, Hollywood movies and stuff. So, you know, know, I'm looking at pictures of the entrance and I remember this, but I never ate there. Hmm. I do remember this now. Now, later, uh, they would use different films uh, as, as films were released. So the restaurant would become a Beauty and the Beast rap party, Aladdin rap party, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, Mulan, Pocahontas. So... You know, they would have they would switch it out to different movies uh, as they were released by Disney. And they were also uh, have some characters there. It's like a little character breakfast eventually. Hey, they, they all had have. a rap battle. Right. <laughs> yeah. What? You can't beat me. What? Don't tell them nothing. Don't tell them nothing. Wouldn't it be great if they had a movie called Rap Party? <laughs> <laughs> I watched this that. This is the rap, R-A-P party movie. This is the rap mm-hmm. party for rap party. With a rap pack. Exactly. Or the yeah. rap, but they 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 you know had a interact with Tom Hanks for a little bit. Why they could have been the rap party for the bachelor party? Hey, yeah. would that have been good? Oh, wow. Yeah, find your bosom buddy. <laughs> yeah, what's or up? Find your buddy's bosom. Either way it works. <laughs> hey, don't cancel the way. That's a great idea. <laughs> okay, well, with you. All right, I got you. I feel you. I like yeah. that. Now, when uh, when Aladdin was being used here, uh, outside of the restaurant, there were these two camels uh, that were, at one point, <laughs> they were part of the Aladdin parade, but you can still find those camels now over at the Magic Carpets of Aladdin and Magic Kingdom. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. They spit on you. Yeah, be careful. They spit. Oh, that's what yeah. happened to them before that. That's not like a real dirty joke. Two camels walk into a bar. And they spit on you. <laughs> spit on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're dirty. You're dirty. Uh, I remember uh, you. I spit on you. You're no good. <laughs> That's up to that. It would have been good if they did house party rap. Party. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a pajama jammy jam, and all you had to do was go to the house party three, the rap party, and you got to eat in your pajamas. And you know what? They started to dance off. That would have been a good character. Oh, and one dude oh, dressed up as a mummy then. Yeah, right? no, one dude's a kid with the big, you know, the big fro. Remember you had the razor fro? Yeah. Bro. You know what? I would take some of them sisters dancing right there in the outfits. Yeah, never yeah. mind. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. Ain't my type of hype, baby. Ooh, ooh. Ain't my type of hype. Ooh, ooh. There you go. Put it in full force, right. Lee. Now, this restaurant in particular it shared its kitchen with the Brown Derby. Mm. Um, and we'll get to that in a second when we get to the Brown Derby. But also inside the restaurant, there was a bar. It's called the Catwalk Bar. That's where I do my little turn. On the Catwalk? Yeah, on the Catwalk. <laughs> on the Catwalk. <laughs> yeah. Do my little turn on the catwalk. I think you're too sexy for that catwalk. <laughs> Go ahead, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> right said, Danny. <laughs> oh. No, but there was a the bar that was themed after a catwalk, like a on a soundstage or a you know a, again a soundstage restaurant. Lee's a model, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I do my little turn. On yeah, on the, the catwalk. Shakes yeah. a little touch. Yeah, on oh, the catwalk. <laughs> That's big business. To get to the catwalk bar, you either have to use a stairway or the elevator between the soundstage restaurant and the Brown Derby. And mm. you better work. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
That's true magic right there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. I did not uh, even see that coming. <laughs> work it, honey. Go ahead. You better work. What? How does Lee's Did You Notice shows always turn into Mystery Science Theater 3000? <laughs> <laughs> kind of going, we're going, we're going uh, with it. Right. I bet your catwalk bar would have been cool to hang out at. It would have been. Yeah, it, was, it looked pretty good. And you'd really like to hang out there now because that area is what is Club 33. Oh, um, that's, that's where it's at now. It's where the catwalk bar used to be, and uh, yeah. Huh. So you, to get there, you got to go in the Brown Derby and use that elevator. So oh wow, I didn't know that. There. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Right by the bathrooms. Oh, so we were right there. You hmm. went to the bathroom. The elevator's right there. Yeah, we were right there. Yeah, we were right there. Was there somebody watching the elevators? No, because sure I, uh, I don't we remember that. Use your magic band. Oh, oh, sneaky oh, snuck yeah. son of a gun. I wish I'd have known that boy. I'd have heard been like, stop it! But be like, you know, hack a hack a hack, yeah. Ethical hacking. I just would have wanted yeah. to see it. Like, I just I, want to see what it looks like. I wonder if they've done that at California Grill yet, where you because remember, like, they used to like make you wait out there, and then a cast member would take you up in the elevator and take it, like, take you up to to the California Grill. I wonder if now they're just like, yeah, no, we're not going with you. Just scan your magic band. You know, you the elevator, don't yeah. you? <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's what they did last time I was there. So I don't know now if they've changed it, but that I would mean, be a good idea. That'd be, be a good idea. You got especially request somebody. Bad idea. Bad idea. Some of us just want to sneak a peek. That's all. Yeah, I just want to sneak a peek. I think that's like good incentive if you like. Hey, here's a very exclusive restaurant. You get a sneak peek. Is yeah, but what people move it takes you through the bar. Like <laughs> yeah. here, here's what you're missing. Yeah, they have this technology now where uh, they can switch up the the check in thing where you when you scan your band it does different things. So you know you could have some kind of special light or action or. You know, sounds that come out when you go up to uh, the California Grill. I'm rich, bitch. You don't belong here. <laughs> Get out of here. Oh, that would be terrible, right? You're like, let me see if I can sneak on it. Get out, out of here. here. Wait, I was just. No, my band isn't right. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. What are you doing? You have looked into the eye of the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot come back. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, so we're basically in the Brown Derby now. Yeah, All right. yeah, finally. good restaurant, love good the place. restaurant. Good place, something I can sink my teeth into. Good food, good literally, food. Ah, good delicious. stuff, good stuff, good drink, good yeah. atmosphere. No webs, no webs. Pow, stop. So the uh, we know this. The signature <laughs> restaurant is a replica of the famous L.A. restaurant chain, and the uh, in L.A. that restaurant attracted movie stars, agents, directors, and of course, just regular people trying. In the to- Beverly Hillbillies, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just regular people hoping to see some movie stars, you know, the Hollywood mm-hmm. elite. Now, here's something that I guess I kind of didn't put two and two together. But now that I read it, I'm like, oh, I remember this. And the 1947 animated film Fun and Fancy Free, uh, one of the stories being told is that of Mickey and the Beanstalk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember this. Now, at the end of the film, Willie the Giant, he comes down, he peeks in the house and asks, you know, where's Mickey? And uh, as Willie leaves and he walks off to find Mickey, he notices the Brown Derby restaurant, the Brown Derby restaurant, and lifts it off the ground and puts the Derby-shaped restaurant on his head. Oh, so, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. In there. Wow. So it's like, oh, I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, I cool. don't even remember that. I'm, I'm looking that up. Yeah, I like that. I dig it. Now, in the actual restaurant, uh, there is a book that actual famous people will sign, celebrities will sign when they dine there. When I saw it this time. And makes sense. I don't know if it's always been like this, but it's under glass. You can't like thumb through it. There's different, I've, you know, if you look online, you can find different pictures of 
people that have dined there. And it's even things like Chippendale have signed it. The actor who played Obi-Wan Kenobi in the, the, in the cartoon series, he signed it. Oh, the it. cartoon series. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hanks. All different people. I mean, it's it's always... I don't know how they decide what page to turn it to because it's you can see it's in it's under glass it's got a lock on there even you can't the cast member does yeah Eli and I signed it when we were there yeah. we were like we're with the Magic Our Way podcast and we're like and and I'm like well we're famous and I'm like oh you want to sign this yeah sure like, yeah oh, okay, we popped cool. but I was like I said yeah here it is I played it to he said like, I love y'all it's and not so, that hard yeah just go in there and tell me somebody and yeah like, sign it and give him a good tip <laughs> gotta yeah. give him a good tip you know oh, okay. I told him don't eat egg salad while y'all the bus that's I wrote, what I told him I wrote for a good time called Eli and I left his number. Yeah. And then he called me. Turkey Leg 69. Turkey Leg 69. Right. I talked to y'all tonight. How you doing? How you people? But uh, no, see, yeah. And every morning, the guy said every morning, like right before they open, mm-hmm. yes, one of the employees actually picks mm-hmm. out oh. of the book what page they want to display for that whole day. That's absolutely true. That's what that's we were told. Cool. That's the That's pretty cool, actually. I dig that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that'd be, a, I wonder if that's like a little perk. Like, hey, uh, Johnny, uh, you had you got some good tips last week. You get to pick the page. No, I would imagine it's more like pick you close the page. The- just pick the page. Just pick <laughs> the page. <laughs> pop. I think it would be like Johnny. You closed up for everybody last night. Thanks for staying here until six in the morning. But since you got to come <laughs> back in for nine, you just pick whatever page you want. You do that. Do do. You do that. Do. And we're not gonna pay you to do it. Yeah. You know, at one point, some cast member <laughs> got mad and quit, and then. Took a little lot, open it up, and open the page. F you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, it's like, a, like one of those 3D out. pop-up books with yeah. the middle finger. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were gonna say he like drew his business like yeah. in oh. the page. Like I thought you were gonna say. Well, that's getting descriptive. I'm sorry. <laughs> big business. My bad. Go, go, go. Yeah, that's but, really no, what I tried to do, but the book wasn't big enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's, that's right. Yeah, that that's why sense. you go back. Did you mm. notice they have a second book that mm. they're going to put out in front <laughs> called Volume 2? Yeah. Yes, I had that. But yeah, but the, the thing, seriously, about the employee starting first thing in the morning, he picks the page, or she yes. picks the page that they want at random. That's what we were that's told cool. by Casper. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we were starting up conversations. We were learning. That's how we do. Mm-hmm. We personable. We wants to know all this stuff. And we knew this was going to come to fruition. That's how we we may as well be psychics. We're misfortunes. There you go. That's right. <laughs> Misfortune and Miss Cleo. There you go. Give me $20 at convenience department. Says, oh, you I'm Johnny Wishbone. How you doing? You call hey. my name my karate. Uh, hey. Your name is Lots. Ah. <laughs> All right, so this is a cool story. I hope it's true. But uh, when uh, the new version of Star Tours, uh, Star Tours, The Adventure Continues, when that opened, Mm. uh, George Lucas came to visit the studios. And then at that point, Bob Iger was the CEO, and he invited uh, George to breakfast, Mr. Lucas, and they had breakfast at the Brown Derby. And this is where Iger first offered to buy Lucasfilm. Yeah, so you don't have to wonder if it's true. That's actually written in his autobiography. What also is true is that for dining with the Disney executive, they upcharged George about three hundred more dollars. Oh, <laughs> George had to pay the extra. Well, maybe because they don't normally do breakfast, so they were like, "Hey, man, you want breakfast? You're gonna have to." Pay. Right. It's like this is technically dining with an Imagineer, you know, George. <laughs> yeah. George's like in the galaxy far, far away. I'm paying for this. <laughs> Adventures by Iger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever got hit with Indiana Jones bull whip? You're about to right now. I mean, you pay this tip. What? 
Like, well, how much fun do you think that would be having a drink with Bob Iger? Don't you think you'd be making an excuse to leave after about ten minutes? You think so? I mean, because yeah. it would depend on what, how open he was. I think. I think it would. Like, I'd have to get him good and drunk. I suppose yeah. everyone good and drunk if they're honest and open and willing to talk are going to. They're going to be a fun hang. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I can't imagine that he would be. I, I think yeah. it would all be corporate speak. Yeah. Wall, yeah, walls up, not fun. Yeah, walls no. down. If yeah, because he would have seen things. He would have gotten phone calls that you would only dream of. So yeah, I would imagine with the walls down, that would be a very interesting walls down, pants down. Yeah, down. <laughs> that's a commitment. <laughs> you know, you messed up with that fast pass plus, right? With that. Well, you know, and then trying to sustain marketability in an ever-changing environment with, you know, many Marginal different revenues. And you'd be like, <laughs> after five minutes. That's oh, but I saw what you did with the uh, the, the Muppets mm-hmm. uh, franchise. Yeah. Yeah. How, do you, how do you know I could do the same thing to mine? No, no, I wouldn't do that to you. You have a completely different franchise. Oh, this is about I building a family. Yeah, I like yes. this, I don't know if that sounds a good idea. But... I know the weather. I wouldn't rain on you. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. Give me another drink, Bob. <laughs> How much would you like? You're in the Brown yeah, Are you Derby. doing George Lucas over there? Yeah. <laughs> this is the best place ever to eat. This is so the Brown thirsty, Derby. Bob. This so, I took you to the best place ever. I just want to talk mm, about your franchise. What you've created is so beautiful. Thirsty, Bob. I want to drink, Bob. You don't want anyone else to have this property. Let's face it, George. No one can do business better than we can. Now, I would pay for dining with Eisner. I would totally. That would be a fun <laughs> meal. Dining with I Isaac. imagine like two old fashions, and Mike's going to tell you everything. Mm. Oh, screw that. Let's just do drinking with ice. Drinking with ice. Drinking Let's around just cut ice. To the chase. <laughs> yes, we can get snacks if you want. Oh, I bet Ooh, you we get like, that Ooh. stuff that they serve at Ogas, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, call it some Somebody find that's it. an adventure from Disney. Uh, that's what I want. You want that? Drink but. with the executive. One more cool detail here. If you look around the restaurant, you'll see all these character drawings hanging around the walls, different framed pictures photographs, caricatures, right? Now, if you look, some are in black frames and some are in gold frames. Yes. All the ones in black frames are copies of the caricatures from the famous Brown Derby restaurant in Hollywood. Mm. The ones in gold frames are actual originals taken from that restaurant, which is now closed, burned down, but so the black frames are recreations, but the gold frames are from the original restaurant, and you can see them hanging there on the wall. I oh. looked around. I remember we were there because uh, the guy, the cast member, we were asking him about it. Because sometimes you like to see what the cast members know, yeah, like how mm-hmm. much they're kind of kept up on the lore of the place. And we asked him about that, and he was like, "Yeah, I thought he said red frames. I can't remember what it yeah, was. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I took a video of it. I don't. I don't remember seeing any red frames, but there definitely are gold." frames oh and i'm black. sure you're right i'm sure you're right I, I just i'm just telling you what i thought i remember so they're black and gold frames in the brown derby oh ho ho who dad who dad <laughs> word cage of can what did you say about the phone jacks that's another booths? thing okay there's another one i tested them on so when when this restaurant first opened well really i mean going back to the original brown derby what they had or not the original brown derby with that was the hat but the the more popular the version frame. that it was based upon it was you know this is back before the days of mobile phones obviously so what they would do is they had phone jacks at each of the tables so if a celebrity wanted to make a phone call it was a real hoot to just go ahead and hey garcon bring it bring a phone and they'd bring one of these big old rotary phones and the celebrity would put it down and he would call people like guess where i'm at i'm at freaking dinner what are you doing <laughs> sitting at home you know uh so that was like a kind of a feature well they copied that at the Disney's Hollywood Brown Derby restaurant. And if you look, the phone jacks are still very noticeable 
in the booth. And at one point in time, you could ask for a cell, uh, uh, which called the phone, and they would bring it to you. So the, the phone jacks actually worked. The phone, yes, you could plug the phone into the phone jack. Now, whether or not I, I've never used them, whether or not they yeah. actually called out for real, like I, I find mm-hmm. it hard to believe that Disney would allow that. Like, yeah. hey, I want to call my cousin, you know, long distance on Disney's dime. Come on, I paid to come here. <laughs> I paid for the bill. You might have plugged it in. You might have got, hey, pal, <laughs> thank you for calling me. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I thought you were saying. I you plug it in, you get a telemarketer. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to reach you all day. You get Michael Eisner's home. <laughs> yeah. Like, who the hell is this? Man, I'm at the booth, man. Man, look, y'all food is great. How you doing? Hey, what what about the movies y'all made? Yeah. <laughs> bring, bring. This is America. Ah! Ah! <laughs> but we asked the cast. There was another one we asked the cast member about. I'm like, what's with the phone jacks over there? He's like, I don't know. It's really kind of interesting. Like, he had no idea. And he'd been working there for quite a bit. Uh, so it's just kind of sad. That so did you say, did lore. you know? No, I didn't. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to come up. Well, yeah. Actually, probably what it says, what's a phone? <laughs> yeah. Good point. Yeah, you drop. I mean, he dropped some dollars. You dropped some dollars on the, the gentleman. And yeah, he just couldn't have anybody back there to. to hey, what knowledge did I drop on him? About the phone jacks. No, like, I asked him about the phone. I never told him what they were for. You, yeah, no. you did. No. Okay. No, 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 no. I kept saying, like, are they used to call out? Could you actually plug in a phone? I asked him, like, leading questions. Like, could you do this? Could you do that? And he's like, I don't know. It's a good question. I was going to say, maybe somebody, I think he gave him a and small you left story him to wallow in his own no. ignorance. And he was like, I don't know. I got to check in the back. Because I wasn't even yeah. sure they existed. I, if, if you remember, one time we were talking about it on the show, and yeah. I'm like, I thought I remember that. And when you and I got there, I said, look, they do exist. Mm-hmm. And so, but I wasn't sure that the backstory I remembered was correct or not. I would have been speaking out of my butt. Well, let's bring an old phone one day and plug it in and see what happens. I got plenty. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. They'd be like, what are you doing? That's extra. <laughs> <laughs> the part of the story that you don't know, Danny, is uh, after that guy's shift, the, the manager's like, hey, I overheard you uh, talking to this guy over here, and you didn't know about the phone jacks? That was part of your training, sir. Um, we're going to have to let you go now. <laughs> you, know, you didn't pass your training there, buddy. And that you guy's name was that. Lee. Lee <laughs> fired another employee. Damn it. The guy's trying to can I at least turn the page on the book. <laughs> That's really the only reason why I wanted this job. I just wanted to tell people no. I did that. No. <laughs> Fine, you are fired, sir. Damn. Wouldn't it be funny if like it was like uh, like damn. 1-800-PARTY-LINE. <laughs> you picked up the phone. Remember that? Yeah. You used to have that. Those. Hey, big boy. Yeah, no, you, yeah, you plug call it right in. Now. What you wear? You go ahead and reach people same age. Meet girls. Line. Yeah, you remember that? <laughs> Talk to sexy women. What are you doing? I'm at Disney. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, there's no way. <laughs> what are you doing? There's no way they gave him a real phone. How you know, do you think about it? How do you like I yeah. just like my sandwich with, you know, with a side of You want me to smear this, this Mickey bar all over my body? But yeah. I did I did find a picture. When we got back, I looked it up and showed <laughs> Off, I found a picture of a guy using a phone. Right on. One of those oh, yeah, yeah. That's, cool, man. That's killer. All right. So the last thing we're going to talk about is the cameraman statue. Ah. That's mm. towards the center court here. So a lot of people think this is a statue of a young Walt Disney, but it is not. Uh, the sculptor who made the statue is Andrea Favoli. Andrea El Idolo? What? Favoli. Andrade. Andre Favoli. Andrea Favoli. Yeah, I'm destroying this guy's name. Dominic but, de Coco. Uh, <laughs> Dominic de Coco. That's what you meant to say. I like that. <laughs> Margarete. De Coco. That guy. Like, no? 
You behind the camera, Gorlami. <laughs> you talking about uh, that guy? That right, sounds rude as hell. You thought the none the of y'all have seen Inglorious. Never mind. It's been a long no, time I haven't to actually. Yeah. Yeah. I want to really see that. Movie. I want to see that. It's been a long time, time to see that movie. That's Brad Pitt and Royce, right? Yeah, the blondhead guy. Oh, I want to see that. I want to see that movie. We saw it at the. It's long time to see that. I hear that's a good one. Anyway, go ahead. This gentleman joined Disney Imagineering in 1987, worked on numerous projects and almost every Disney-owned park. In 1992, Andrea left Imagineering to open his uh, own art studio, Favali Studio. Uh, but the Disney company remained one of his clients. The cameraman statue in Hollywood Studios is based off one of his sculptures that was commissioned by Roy Disney. Well, you can find that original statue at 4411 West Olive Avenue, across from Gate 2 of the Warner Brothers Studio in Burbank, California. The sculpture represents the time period when silent films were transitioning over to talkies. The plaque reads, he envisioned dreams that others might share. Now, the Hollywood Studio version plaque contains this Walt Disney quote. Movies are a medium of expression like a symphony orchestra or a painter's brush or canvas. Beautiful. Yeah, that's nice. But did you notice this? The frame outside of the plaque has the park named Disney's Hollywood Studios. But the actual plaque says Disney's MGM Studios. The frame was added later when the park changed names, but the original plaque does say Disney's MGM Studios. One of the few places you'll actually see, still see Disney MGM Studios. That's oh, not that's the cool. only Interesting. Interesting. I want to check that out now. Yeah, I, I, I've passed by that many a times. I've taken notice of it, especially, I mean, we've been prepping this for a little bit and so like last time we were there i stopped and checked out that statue and saw that oh i missed out mm-hmm. on that interesting like uh, i don't i don't i don't know if maybe lee's gonna get to that little backstory about roy but there was a reason that roy commissioned that statue were you gonna get to that later no, go ahead. okay so at one time to erect a building uh in burbank california the city required the uh owners to spend twenty five thousand dollars on art to be displayed in or near the building itself. It was just like oh. part of an like an arts project. So Roy called Favili or Favali or whatever you want to how would you say his name, Lee? Oh, it is Favili. Favili. F-A-V-I-L-L-I. So as a former Disney guy that Roy knew, he called him up and mm-hmm. the statue ended up costing two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> After commissioning it, uh yeah. Like, oh, you didn't see a zero at the end, sir. Yeah, so kinda like his uncle Walt, uh Roy didn't really worry about that much money uh like he didn't take after his father clearly art came first money second oh wow. my gosh wow. yeah. that's a heck of a, a bill to get at the end yes like, what's this extra zero here there you go it's like all you had to spend was twenty five thousand. you spent two hundred fifty thousand dollars wow that'd be two hundred fifty thousand wow. dollars yeah stanley gold uh <laughs> noted that that was funny wow that was accounts receivables freaking out i was and like that- um what is this <laughs> oh yeah right whose budget does this come out of <laughs> yeah, who, yeah where the account goes for this one yes we're not paying for that are we all right, so the actual placement of the cameraman is no accident. He faces the crowd that's arriving into the park. So as part of a working studio, you are being filmed as you enter the park and becoming part of the movies that you are about to experience. And then, if you will, take a look at the script at the foot of the cameraman. Here you're going to find the names of people that inspired Andrea. Herbert Dickens Ryman, Lucille Ryman Carroll, Roy E. Disney, Patricia Disney, Marty Sklar, and Andrea's father, Aldo. 
Mm. Oh, the names are listed on the script Damn. at the foot of the cameraman. Marty Sklar in there too, huh? Yeah, yeah. Herb Ryman, Marty Sklar. Yeah, Herb wow. Ryman, all those guys. That's crazy. I bet you Roy inspired him paying him two hundred fifty thousand. I'm inspired just hearing that story. Good Lord, inspired him to buy a yacht. <laughs> Imagine that a man pay you two hundred fifty thousand. You even put his name in the dedication part. That'd be pretty cool. Well, he got a, He got the script. He got the script. I bet he, he got did. the script. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he checked that one out really quick. They got their money's worth. They're like, oh, screw this. He spent two hundred fifty thousand. We're just going to copy this and bring it over here yeah. now. <laughs> Remember the first time we messed up? They do that again. And that's it, guys. That is that uh, little center court area that we uh, are now wrapping up and heading down Sunset Boulevard. The last part, yay! Yeah. Which what? Sunset Boulevard. Sunset Boulevard. That's the last. That'll be the last. Did you notice Hollywood Studios? Out on the Sunset Strip. You're almost there. Almost there. You hit the end of the journey. Well, good okay. job, Lee. Very nice, sir. Thank you very thank much. You, thank, for- you, thank you. Hope you guys learned something and. Uh, you know, again, when I went back to uh, studios this time, you know, I'd done all that uh, left side of the park. And it was really cool going back and seeing all that stuff in person after doing the research and like being able to physically, you know, either put your hands on it or see it with your own eyes. It's it's a, it's a lot of cool details. And again, you know, there's probably there's so much stuff that I'm sure there's things that we miss. So hopefully maybe people, someone will write in and say, hey, did you know this or did you know that? So we can check it out next time we go. Absolutely. That's what makes it fun. Going it back does. and finding these little details. Well, good job, Lee. We're looking forward to the next one. Uh, covering Sunset Boulevard and Tower of Terror, Rock Roller Coaster, all that fun stuff. And yeah, hopefully the villains uh, shop that used to be there and all that. In the bathroom and oh boy, oh yeah. man, Anaheim oh, produce and all that fun stuff. He's gonna have to turn yeah. over the bathroom section to you, Kevin. Yes, you yes. have to tell him. Yeah, we'll yeah. we have to tell him what's changed. Everything that's new. Yeah, they used to use two ply. Now they only use one ply. That's right. It's a travesty. They're, they're being cheap. These busy people it sucks. <laughs> you know, not using the good good porcelain. I know. Back in Terrible. 1939, it was just wood, but that got changed. Like, yeah, okay. Back in 96, there used to be an inscription that said, I sit here brokenhearted. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all gone now. Oh, man. <laughs> Toilet paper is so cheap. That's the last time I got a piece of ass. My finger broke through the paper. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Nice. And on that note, <laughs> ha cha cha, y'all. Thanks a lot. Stay tuned for the next Hollywood Studios. Did you notice? Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed that edition of Hollywood Studios. Did you notice? If you want to learn more about us, magicourway.com is the way to go. There you'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more. Also, if you want to get in touch with us to share your opinions or other things that you might have found or noticed in that park, you can. Do it through the following ways. Shoot us an email at show at magicrway.com or you can call or send us a text message. Yes, I did say text us at 1815MOWEEKEND. That is 1815MOWEEKEND. 669-4226. And of course, we have a couple of guys who do things outside of the podcast. First of all, got Eli does things with comics. Hey, Rob Liefeld here. Deadpool, Cable, X-Force, Domino, Marvel Comics, Image Comics, all of it. You guys, what is up? Eli what Ivory. What a great name. Eli Ivory, comic guru. I'm here you. to talk about you. I am here to say, check out IvoryComics.com. That's right, you. Check out IvoryComics.com. I-B-O-R-Y-C-O-M-I-C-S.com. If you're not doing that, you're missing out. You're missing out. The Savages comic Cannot be beat, cannot be surpassed. You need to check it out, experience mm-hmm. it for yourself. 
and you know what? the story. It's all about the glory. Congrats to you and all the magic that you're making with your Ivory Comics, Eli Ivory, comic book guru. Check out IvoryComics.com, comic book guru, the whole Eli package. Ivory, the whole package. Deadpool Do said it. to. Do it. IvoryComics.com right now. Life yes. goes out. Uh, it's always a pleasure to hear from good old Rob. And just like Rob says, when you visit the Ivory Comics website, you get all that goodness as well as a link to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you didn't notice that now, now you know. Notice all that. Let's put all that together. That synergy. No so, this. No this. This is the truth. Mm-mm. That's what it is. Mm. Big business. Ooh, ooh. Dance party. All Hashtag day. blessed. What? <laughs> all day. You can get the art. You can get the music. You can get the fun, the introspective. You can get the podcast. It's all together. You can call him Ray. You can call him Jay, but you can't call him Ray J. Yeah, you can't call me before 6 in the morning either. Mm. That's right. Uh, Facebook.com, right there, Eli Travers, luxury person. Nice to meet you. If you're a bot, cannot greet you. Get on out of here. Lisa and Mama J, you was wrong. Go ahead and ask for my friendship because you're not even a real person. You hurt my feelings. Thought I had something there, but <laughs> you lied to me. That's why I can't I can't fridge you. So that's how that is. Uh Project What's a thought? A real thought? Yeah. What's I mean, a thought? That hoe over there. Oh. But it's not a bot thought, right? Yes. Maybe got thought. Could be bot thought. Mm. No, if it's a bot thought, no. Bot that's what thought? the whole thing is, is. If it's a bot thought, no. That's how. You, that's how people start calling you. You know what? You know they start asking you to like buy real estate in Bangladesh and Fallujah. You're like, where'd you come from? Like I'm a bot. You do better than that. <laughs> so uh, a, you yeah. know, but if it's a real thought, oh yeah, girl, what's happening? You know, what's a bring the baby oil? So uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, and so. Uh, Outside of that, man, I lost my train of thought. Project Geisha has a Facebook page. So Facebook.com slash Project Geisha. Instagram, right there, making friends. That's pretty cool. Get to see your stories and whatnot. Post up the hearts and the shares. And I I will I will message you right there. Yeah, every 504. And of course, on Twitter, I can be found at Hancock10166. So if you appreciate the madness and you just bring me the gladness, thank you very much. And if you want to book a vacation down to Walt Disney World to see all these details at Hollywood Studios, you can do so with Lee. Lee, tell him how to do this. Uh, just give me a call at 832-431-1621. That's 832-FOODOGFIGHTERS. 832-F-O-O-D-O-G. Woof. FOODOG. You can email me at lee at magicrway.com. You can check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Travel. That's L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A Travel. Uh, where else? Email Lee at magicourway.com. Facebook already said that. Uh, Instagram, you got a friend in Lee Travel. TikTok, you got a friend in Lee. And if you do need that, we'll get you hooked up and booked up with no. There goes my hero, Avika. <laughs> <laughs> nice. In addition, guys, there's so many ways to support the show as a whole, and you can find them all on our website, magicourway.com. Any way in which you could support the show is deeply appreciated. Also, we want to take a second. Thank you for being a loyal listener, and we always love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are always welcome on the Magic Our Way podcast, so make sure you get in touch with us today. So, my weekends, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out. I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with tacos. Bob Iger omelets.
Hey, this is Kevin from the Magic Hour Podcast. When Calgon can't take me away, Mad Hatter Radio will. <laughs> Check it out. Bam.